Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is February 6, 2023. Welcome to Fightful. We've got Denise Salcedo here to review WWE Raw. Denise, how you doing? Yo, what's up? Uh, you know. You know. Super I Bowl Raw week. Was, I feel pretty good. You know, honestly, I thought Raw was pretty fine today. Just wanted to throw that out there. But we're going to be throwing a lot of that out there. We're here to talk WWE Raw Lita's return, Beth Phoenix on Raw, uh, Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman with a killer promo. Uh, leave a thumbs up on this video if you guys don't mind. Share it on social media. It would go a long way. But hey, if you want to get your question or statement read on the air, you can donate a Super Chat. You can donate a Humper Chat. Some of you might say, what the heck are Humper Chats? Well, you go over to HumperChats.com. You can get your question or statement read on the air. We will discuss it, answer your question, whatever it is. That tickles your little fancy. We have. You're going to say tickles your pickle. I mean that too. We have an insane number of interviews coming over the next few weeks. Jeremy is doing a lot of coverage for the upcoming JCW uh, J Cup. I dropped, or I'm dropping an interview with Taya Valkyrie on Tuesday, the first one I've ever had. Dropping a WWE interview on Friday, I think. We've got Jeff Jarrett on the Wrestling Perspective podcast on Sunday. We had Swerve Strickland on yesterday with Lars Fredrickson and Dennis Farrell. So make sure you guys check out all the insane coverage that we have. And FightfulSelect.com gets you a lot of that information early. We always have early notes from our interviews up. We uh, broke some news today that actually ended up playing out on WWE Raw tonight, Denise, as we kick things off. Maximum male models have signed with Raw officially we reported on select there would be a segment i like this i like maximum male models i think the gimmick is is pretty funny pretty entertaining and i'm i'm interested to see what otis does here i feel i felt different i feel differently about maximum male models i don't think that any of the stuff that we've seen previously Mm. on smackdown was all that great it had some few haha moments but not enough to make me go oh my god i'm so excited about maximum male models with that being said uh, I hope that whatever they do do on Raw 
is a you lot said more doo-doo. entertaining. <laughs> you always you say that. that. Every time I say doo-doo, you're like, you said doo-doo. Sean, you're like ah. a dad. You know, you shouldn't ah. be laughing at doo-doo anymore. Uh, FightfulSelect.com also reported that the Creed Brothers and Indy Hartwell would both be uh, at WWE's main event tapings tonight. So check that out, my friends. FightfulSelect.com. We got tons of news there uh, for you guys all the time. Uh, I posted today on Twitter, and I'm going to make it my pinned tweet right now. I know I push the the exclusive news a lot on Fightful Select, but there's a lot more than that. So uh, go check it out. It's pinned on my Twitter profile. Slap a little retweet on that. But Sir Brindo says, WWE should really start paying Fightful to use. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, I mean, that's a... That's a Cody Rhodes line. That's where we took that from. And he asked, where's, where is Oliver? We haven't seen him much these days. Oliver, my cats aren't usually allowed in my office, especially during the show, because they'll just sit down and, and meow at me and then want me to carry them out the door that they can walk out themselves. So, huh. man. But uh, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We kick off with the Edge and Beth Phoenix promo. Edge and Beth, uh, or recap what happened with them. What happened with Judgment Day? Judgment Day come out. There is no Rhea Ripley. She is back home right now. But the match is set for Elimination Chamber, another one that FightfulSelect.com reported. It is going to be Edge and Beth Phoenix against Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley at Elimination Chamber. I am pumped for this match. And obviously, I got to say this, Damian Priest is pumped for money in the bank because he's already talking about qualifying five months ahead of the time. This uh, Damian Priest doesn't usually stumble in promos. This was one. He made up for it in the match later, but this was more about setting up the Elimination Chamber match, and that show's looking real good so far. Okay, so a couple things here. I thought the Damian Priest part was pretty funny, though, but he bounced back for it. He kind of, you know, covered for it and was, uh, you know, bounced back from that. So that was pretty funny. But it was one of those things where I was like, is he, was he going to go with money in the bank? Because he caught himself ahead of time before he yeah. actually said the entire thing, which I thought was hilarious. But here's my question is, why didn't we just get Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley at Elimination Chamber? To me, that was just... To me, that's a more appealing match than this tag team match. Um, I would have preferred to see Rhea and Beth go at it and see Rhea and her have like a pretty, like a banger of a match with Rhea obviously getting the win ahead of her, you know, leading up to WrestleMania. I want to see her get these really big wins against people like Beth Phoenix would be a great freaking start. So to be honest, I was a little bit bummed that this had to be a mixed tag team match because I kind of know what to expect from those. And to me, it's a little less entertaining to get a mixed tag team match than to actually get this one-on-one match between uh, Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley. So I was a little bit disappointed. I think this is the right thing to do because with Beth coming back, I think her and Edge are going to win. And I think Balor's probably taking the pin. Yeah, Balor I might even take that. I think Balor's probably going to take the pin from Beth. Like I think that uh, like Edge spears him and all that. And, and Beth maybe even. Uh, no, see, I, I, I would love it. I don't care for that. I don't want to see that because I want to see Rhea Ripley. Like Rhea Ripley, you know, 
given she's going to WrestleMania, she just won the Royal Rumble. She's kind of untouchable. She's rising to a new level. I want to see Rhea Ripley just dominate whoever she's in the ring with. So to be honest, I, I just, I don't, I don't care for it. I want to see a one-on-one -on -one match. I would have preferred a one-on-one -on -one match. Will Washington's calling you out right now. Look it, I know what Will wants me to say. And um, okay, fine, I'm gonna say it. I don't care. Look, I am how do I word this? So let me tell you what Will here wants me to Watch get it. at. You're so gonna end up Will getting blocked I... by another wrestling superstar soon, Denise. <laughs> so Will and I had a discussion when we were talking about WrestleMania because we were doing a show. And one of the things that I started to think about was that I was a really big Edge fan back in the day, okay? I had my Rated Same. R Superstar t-shirt, everything, you name it. However, I started to really think about this because I used to get in discussions with people and, you know, it's the same discussion about are you a bigger Christian fan or are you a bigger Edge fan? And so there's always this sure. discussion about who's better. For the longest time, I was always on the Edge side of things where Edge was like the person that was like, it's Edge, it's Edge. I'm such a big fan of Edge. And lately, after rewatching a lot of stuff, I started to think, you know what? I was completely wrong on this argument, and I don't think I'm that big of a fan that I thought I was of Edge. And so I officially switched over to the opposite side, and I've decided okay. I'm a bigger fan of Christian. And so that was the whole discussion that Will and I had about this. And so, yeah, I switched sides, and I'm going with Christian. After all these years, you know, I decided I was wrong on this argument. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. I think that Christian has more entertaining promos. Um, yes. I liked, his, I liked his pace in the ring better, but still I loved Edge. To me, it's like a 51-49 thing, but damn. But I think, I, for I me, think it's a little bit, it's a little, the, the discrepancy between the percentages is a little yeah. bit further, but I just, to be honest, it's been a little rough for me. I haven't been liking a lot of the stuff that edge has been doing since he came back great. to WWE. And I feel bad saying that because again, I thought I was a bigger fan than this. And so that's why to me, I'm kind of like, I was over the whole judgment day stuff with edge completely over it. To me, the interest, the intrigue is with Rhea and Beth. That's the intrigue to me it kind of feels like Edge and Finn are kind of like being Chicle in the storyline. Well, I mean, Edge even made light of it. Like he's the king of the returns. Like his returns are, are meaning less and less each time because they've spaced out his dates so much. But I think we see this match and it ends with like Beth Phoenix doing the glam slam to Finn Balor, him kind of standing up from it and selling and then Edge hitting the spear, Beth pinning. Because I don't want to see Rhea lose. Rhea can't lose before Mania. Absolutely Exactly. Not. So that's why I'm saying if you have Edge and Beth Phoenix win, even if they have, you know, Finn Balor being the one to get pinned, to me, that still mm. takes away from Rhea Ripley. Right. And I know a lot of people will argue that, but I don't care. I don't want to see that. Think about the two options right here with WrestleMania, Denise. Rhea's going for the SmackDown Championship, right? Right. So she's either going to win that and split from Judgment Day and go to SmackDown or they're going with her to SmackDown where Rey Mysterio is. So we're back to, so, so we're back we're never, to that. This is never going to end. I know. This, you know what, though? Look, after what they did on SmackDown with that whole NASCAR segment with Dominic and Rey, oh, I loved it. And even the little bits that they've been doing for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Look, I completely turned on Dominic Mysterio. I'm a fan, so I'm not completely opposed to it. Let me read as this long comment. As they do fun stuff. 
This comment's talking about you saying off the pulse on this one. Probably best to transition. What, you think we're going to get canceled? Because Denise has a take that people aren't going to agree with? What the hell are you? Best to transition? What the hell does that even mean? I mean, they're making best it to... seem like we're talking about serious world politics. Edge, but, 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 edge no, but straight up. Thing, Listen. But here's the thing, Sean. But here's the here's thing. Here's the thing. Talk about right, transition, though. Denise. But he's edge actually right. That... Muted. Edge said that Dominic got butt fucked in prison during this promo. No, I know that, but he's talking about the whole Edge. And, he's talking about the whole Edge and Christian argument, right? Okay. I don't but know. I'm assuming that's what he's talking about, right? The who's I better? Think, I assumed he was talking about uh, the, the you not wanting the match in general. Well, whatever. To me, it ties in. I'm sorry, but the better, I'm more intrigued in seeing, and I would have been more intrigued in seeing Rhea and Beth one on one. I'm sorry. Is there something wrong with that? But with that being said, though, when it comes to, let's be real, when it comes to wrestling, you could literally say like something like super nonchalant that doesn't mean anything, and people will take it a lot more seriously than they have to. Denise, do you know who Jamiroquai is? No. Exactly. Ne- neither did anybody else. Oh, that was the thing that either. he said. And I was just, and then he said, Google it, kids. And I was like, I don't even know how to spell that. So I didn't even go and Google it. Jamiroquai was a music group, probably still is a music group or something, but they had like, they, they were actually, they were pretty big in the UK, I think, but uh, they, they were known for one big hit in the States and maybe. What's the song? What's the hit? Virtual Insanity, which was 27 years ago. How does it go? Uh, I can't remember. The music video was fantastic, though. No, I don't think I know the song. Unless someone sings it to me, I don't think I know it. You wouldn't know it anyway. I'm trying to find my other earbud. Yeah, what are you doing? I was trying to find it, Denise. But anyway. um, You're professional, Sean. Nah, I'm good. We've got William Rabb saying Edge is definitely facing Finn in the cell at WrestleMania. Well, that was actually supposed to happen at Royal Rumble, uh, but it didn't end up happening. The line drive says, I feel because Edge is such a natural heel, being a face for most of it undercuts his mystique. The heel turn being handled poorly didn't help either. Well, I'll tell you, Judgment Day definitely ended up for the better without Edge. Them going from like a knockoff brood to more of a knockoff bullet club, I think, was way way better for them nick's tape says Rhea and dominic versus edge and beth finn interferes ray deflects and uh costing dominic this all sets up mania matches i thought they set it up it's gonna be i thought it was gonna be finn and uh Rhea against edge and beth it is Finn and Rhea. yeah so it's not gonna be uh dominic Dominic's not Dom, dominic's not in the match yeah uh and uh, and i agree if you got to tell somebody to google what you're talking about in your promo it was bad. I was just like, oh, whatever. I don't even care. Broadway Joe says, do you have Dom take Ray's mask? It would be nuclear heat, which you could use to make a new baby face. Uh, but Ray going out like that is tough. I don't think Dominic will ever be a hotter heel than he is right now. I think right so now. A year for him taking his father's mask? I don't know about that. That's a little too, uh, that's a little too much for me. I can't sign up on that. It was a bad idea like 20 something years ago. I think you should probably just keep it now. And because I mean, like, what happens to it then? How can you monetize it, merchandise it, or capitalize off of it? Pro Wrestling Podcast says, It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Do you even know what that means, Sean? Yeah, it's a Taylor Swift song. Okay, just making sure. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we did get Damian Priest defeating Lucha Dawkins. <laughs> AE775 says, who do you guys having have winning the chamber matches as of February 6th? Ooh. Um, I think Asuka is going to win. Uh, who do you think wins the men's? So for the men's, I am probably – see, that's – okay. I personally want to see a title change, so I'm not going to go with Austin Theory. I don't think it should be Johnny Gargano because they haven't really booked him very well. I like Bronson Reed, but he really just got there. Damian Priest, I don't think it's going to be him. Montez Ford, to me, would be an interesting one, and it would be uh, setting off something entirely new. But with that being said, I have a feeling it's most likely to be Seth. Yeah, I do too. I think they're going to lead towards Logan Paul and Mania. And actually, I think that Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins for the U.S. title, that'd be very cool. I think that would be very, very great. I'm actually Um, really looking forward to that once it becomes official, official. Yeah. And while Damian Priest had some hiccups on the microphone, he did not in the ring. And he and Angelo Dawkins just, they went at it. They went at it. They are two absolute dogs in the ring. I love that Dawkins got this opportunity that Dawkins got the, even though he didn't win it, he got the opportunity to qualify for the chamber because people enjoy watching him in the ring. Now he kills it all the time. He keeps getting better. And this is a a one-on-one match that I hadn't ever really considered. And WWE has been very, very good at that giving really fresh matchups. And we see people that haven't worked one-on-one against each other just over and over again. And we're seeing them absolutely kill it. And that's, that's what I thought that, that Dawkins and Damian Priest did. The way that they wrestled in this match, Denise, made me feel like it meant even more than what it did. Yeah, so I was a big fan of this, and I think where you touched on seeing some fresh matches and things that we're not used to seeing all the time, you definitely nailed it there because there were a couple of those that we saw. Um, this was definitely one of them. For some reason, when this match was going on, I'm like, have we had this before? And if we had, I, I feel like we hadn't because I would have remembered it being really good. And this here, this little uh, back and forth between Priest and uh, Dawkins was phenomenal. I There was two moments where Dawkins hit uh, two different times where he hit two insecurities. Oh my God, I really popped for that too. But here's the one thing where I knew exactly what the finish for this match was going to be the second that they announced that Montez Ford and Elias were going to be in a qualifier match right on the corner I was like okay well Dawkins is losing here because I know they're not going to put Dawkins and Montez Ford into the elimination chamber and if they're going to pick one of them it's going to be Montez Ford so I actually felt that them doing that gave away the finish of this match which kind of sucked a little bit because throughout this match you can see that the fans they were kind of wanting to be, you know, taken back a little bit with seeing Dawkins actually get the win here. Uh, there was a couple moments when uh, when Dawkins did that senton and then went for the uh, pin and it ended up being a near fall. I thought that would have been a pretty good moment for him to uh, actually win the match. But um, but once again, once I knew that they announced like that match, I don't know if it had already been announced ahead of time, but that was when I first saw it. So for me, it gave away the finish of this match. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about Montez versus Elias. Uh, Montez wins, qualifies for the the elimination chamber. Again, like we, Elias is just on a treadmill right now. He's on a hamster wheel. Like it, it, he, right now it's not going anywhere. So Montez had to win this. 
Yeah, the match wasn't that good. If you're asking me which one was the better match, it was definitely Priest and Dawkins. I didn't think this match was that good um, with uh, Ford and Elias. But with that being said, I knew Ford was going to be in this match, and I'm happy for him. And he's the one where I'm wondering, just wondering, what if? I think if he were to win the Elimination Chamber, it would be very exciting and very refreshing, honestly. I would, I would really kind of want to see him win it. Yeah, I mean, that. It, so Cray says Montez wins the chamber. He turns on Dawkins next night on Raw, says he doesn't need him. Mania U.S. title matches set. So I was thinking about that. A reformed Hurt Business with a pissed off Dawkins could be very, very... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book? Take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Very good. What I would like to see happen sometime is, you know, Dawkins goes to turn on Montez, but Montez sees it coming. Like he, why don't we ever see that where like the person sees it coming and prevents the turn and gets one up on the person that's about to turn on them. And they can do it that way too, because here's the thing, like, let's say, you know, Montez, let's just say Montez wins the elimination chamber and he just starts getting a really big head, right? And him and Dawkins are for the most part still cool, but he starts to get this big head, right? And it kind of starts getting under the skin of Dawkins. On top of that, you can start adding that, you know, he has that, I don't know, I forget when it's supposed to drop the Hulu series that he's doing with Bianca. On top of that, it could be- Later this year. So later this year, he has that coming. Doesn't he also have an album coming out or something? I don't know. I think he does, doesn't he? 
I'm, I feel like I saw that somewhere. But I feel like all of these outside things and these outside opportunities and ventures that Montez Ford is getting, plus if he were to become the champion, all of that could add to kind of getting under the skin of Dawkins, where Dawkins finally gets feds up and it's just like, I'm done with this shit. I'm out. I don't know. That could be something. I thought this was the right decision. Uh, Montez needed to advance here. Absolutely needed to advance here. We got the bloodline recap. That angle just keeps on being fantastic. What's the percentage? Wood says, I've enjoyed what WWE has done lately, but I got to be honest, Sean, it's been hard to stay excited lately because morale could likely go to an all-time low in a few months if WWE gets sold. Or if it sells to Disney, it could go to an all-time high because I've had numerous wrestlers talking about how they would love to be able to get those Disney discounts. I was about to say, what do you think they're going to get a discount? <laughs> Denise, we could be covering Kevin Owens and Sid. And I'm not talking about Sid Vicious. I'm talking Sid from Toy Story. Oh, God. Against Johnny Gargano and Buzz Lightyear. Oh, God. This could be the, the WrestleMania main event in the future. Nah, you know what I would want? Okay, so you know the little castle? Right when yeah. you enter Disneyland and there's the big castle. If they just Kevin's put a little ring right there. It. Huh? Kevin will jump off of it for sure. Oh, God. Uh, but if they were to do like a little ring right in front of the, the castle. Just throwing that out there. Oh, and then they could have the villains on the outside as Lumberjacks. I, I <laughs> okay, I'm that. going too far Listen, on this. Give me Disney <laughs> or, characters as or, Lumberjacks. Or, or, sorry, there's just a bunch of ideas. Or a street fight down um, that freaking boulevard. The, you know those boulevards that they have in Disney? Yeah, Think about it. A street fight there. Just throwing that oh out there. God. Oh, oh, I know. I know. Um, Bray Wyatt in a Haunted Mansion match. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, this has gone too far. Okay, I'm sorry, but there's a lot of really good <laughs> ideas here. Teacup Jordan match. Booth. Jordan Booth says, go careful tonight, Denise. It turns out it's a suspendable uh, uh, offense to insult Sean Ross Sapp, as Grayson Waller discovered. I was telling Denise off the air. It was very amazing that people who legitimately <laughs> dislike me got worked that hard from that. Um, and I'll just leave that there. I, I've Grayson. come to notice that a lot of people don't get like tongue in cheek <laughs> jokes. They don't they get, don't get like, they don't get it. Like there's, there's some things where I'm like, man, y'all really didn't get this. People thought, people thought that Cody was like, like didn't like you because I was like, I, I have legitimately walked up to Cody and him say, Wow, Denise is on NXT. That's that's really awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I knew that was guys. going to happen too, but I was fully aware of it. You know, it's going to have stuff like that's going to happen and sure. there's not that much you can do about it. But what's funny too was that for a lot of the people that do dislike me, that do hate me, this was like validation for them. They were so <laughs> excited. It was You're like, loud. oh my God, yes, I've been saying she's so loud. Fuck her. Thank God Cody agrees <laughs> with me. And I knew that was going to happen. So it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, well, you know what? I got buzz and I know that some people, the people that don't like me are going to use that against me, not realizing that it's not the way that they think that it is, you know? Speaking of buzz, G bro says, OMG, Cody is Buzz Lightyear. Yes. Send us, super chat us, humper chat us, your best Disney WWE crossovers. Okay, I need a okay because remember I did that AEW thread with the AEW superstars as Disney. I mean, as Toy Story characters or yes. was it Pixar characters? Toy Story characters. I need to find that thread and retweet it. But maybe I should make a different one for like. It's WWE my favorite people. movie franchise right there. Toy Story. Toy Story. Is. Love it. Yeah. Did you so hear? You, oh, did go. You, did you hear the great Mark Briscoe story that he told at the the memorial? No. He said that one of the reasons that 
reach for the sky boys was their their oh. thing is because his brother loved toy story so much which is the like the coolest thing ever uh i love I have that. a question for you sean sure. are you more of a buzz lightyear fan or a woody fan oh man i like woody's attitude but Buzz Lightyear is the way cooler. Bro, suck it. It's all about Woody, okay? Woody's number one. I remember when I first watched Toy Story and Buzz Lightyear came in here trying to step on Woody's turf. I was angry. I was like, how dare he? Woody is loyal. Woody cares about Andy. Woody Woody should not be replaced by Buzz Lightyear. I was completely on Woody's side when he was trying to get rid of Buzz. Just throwing it out there. Completely team Woody. You heard it here first, guys. Uh, Denise is old school. She prefers a good Woody over a newfangled buzz. What's the percentage? Uh, Wood says, thank you for making me laugh when I was a bit upset at the thought of Saudi or Endeavor buying WDB. Truly a gentleman and a scholar. So listen, I am not a, a CNBC expert or anything like that. And I know one of them said, oh, Cottoncast is out. I look at it personally from me not being an expert. And I'm like, Saudi, maybe if they overpay. Endeavor, I don't know why Endeavor would buy WWE. I look at Disney, I look at Comcast, and I say, okay, it'd be really hard for them to screw up making money on WWE because they have television uh, rights fees that they wouldn't have to pay anymore. And Ruza says, with the road to WrestleMania happening now, I hope and want AEW to do a big stadium show soon to have a big feel with them too. That'll be fun. I hope they do. I I think they they need to do one um, over the next... I think over the before the end of 2024. Where should they, they do, do it though? Show. Where? I would go somewhere about 30, 40,000 to start off. Um, Are you thinking like Chicago? Because they always do well there. Are you thinking someplace else? Try a new city? You, here's the thing I think a new city, but you just know they would do Chicago just to so do sorry. it. Right? <laughs> I am it's sick of Chicago. I know they're from LA, so it's not ideal. And, like a year ago, I haven't been to an AEW pay-per-view in, in 11 months since last year's revolution. And I was just so sick of Chicago. That's why I just stopped going. Oh, and I, I like, kept doing those and they, uh, they were getting very rough for me. Man. I Joel Pearl's like go- 10 years. Joel Pearl's going to Montreal for us. That should be fun. Yeah, that's uh, good. Tamel says, would you rather Triple H bring back the hardcore title or solo uh, as Raw Underground Champion? I've always hardcore loved title. That. Uh, yeah, exactly. I love the hardcore title. Um, I wish they would have done better with the 24-7 title. I thought there was a real opportunity there. But, um, man, they really fumbled it. They really screwed it up. They really messed it up. But I love the hardcore title. It's really Brian says, severe case of FOMO. I was hoping to get ticks as an early birthday present. It's the 10th. When I realized it was only nosebleed seats left, I was up there for my first Raw back in 2000, never doing that again. Well, I hope you still had fun. Have Still you ever sat nosebleed, Sean? Can you handle it? Um, I think I have. Yeah, I mean, most of the arenas that I've been to, like around here, they don't really have nosebleeds. Like, I see. Yeah, I hate it's, it. It's bad, especially at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Don't do it. Just don't. Oh yeah, do I it. wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Or do Staples that. Center. Don't do it at the Staples Center either. See, so, so like a lot of people think that Rep Arena here in Lexington has nosebleeds because it seats like twenty plus thousand. But when WWE or AEW come here now, they tarp off the top area because Rep Arena has only been partially updated and it still has bleachers, like actual bleachers without seat backs on them. So they don't want to sell those, obviously, because 
Who the hell wants to sit like I that? almost cried at Barclays. That's how bad it was. I couldn't move, Sean. I And Ooh. I had like really bad like vertigo there. I can't Man. move. Whenever I'm sitting in nosebleeds, I, I have to like hold on to the seat. And if I see people stand up, I get incredibly nervous. I start sweating. I wanted to cry. I, I don't Damn. like sitting in nosebleeds. It's that. Uh, I hate it. I can't do it. Damn. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, did somebody say Chicago? Well, you know, whether you're in Chicago or you're at Barclays or you're in L.A. where Denise is or you're here in Lexington, Kentucky, you can use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the fastest VPN in the world. You get a great deal. You get four additional months free, a great 30-day money-back guarantee. Got over 5,400 VPN servers, a verified no logs policy. You got live chat customer support. You got WireGuard for top speeds. It's a good time with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I'm getting that UFC pay-per-view this weekend, and I'm getting it at a much more reduced price than what you would here in the States because I get to use overseas services to purchase that. And when you use NordVPN.com slash Fightful, you get a dedicated IP ultra-fast connection. You get that threat protection to block malware, trackers, and ads even when you're not connected to a VPN. You get VPN servers in 60 countries. You get MeshNet to connect to remote devices safely and to create your own private network and a data breach scanner. They've got tons of great reviews from the likes of Philip DeFranco even. My God. Hear what Huffington Post, Wired, BBC, Entrepreneur, BuzzFeed, Forbes, so many others are talking about. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Broadway Joe says a random SmackDown outsold all out in Chicago. They need to give that market a break. First stadium show should be Craven Cottage. UK is hungry for AEW. I think that would kind of be like a really cool way to reward those UK fans that haven't had that is to do a stadium show there or a big show there well they still haven't announced more details today just remember we just got the we're coming to london in 2023 graphic we haven't heard anything else from yeah. that yet what's the percentage wood says have you heard anything new on naomi i know people pointed out she changed her ig to just trinity but she's changed it between trinity and naomi like three times since walking out i don't look too much into that WWE uh, sources that I spoke to, and as we reported on FightfulSelect.com recently, they were hopeful and confident that they would get her back eventually. What that means, I don't know. Train says, Star Wars versus Marvel versus Disney versus WWE, go. That could either be really great or really terrible. All uh, the fandoms fighting. Yes. Ryan Griffin said, Falls Count Anywhere at Magic Kingdom. That would be fun, too. Shauna says, Bianca, Princess Tiana, Becky, Maridia. I don't know how to pronounce that, but she's from Brave, so I from know Brave, who she yeah. is. And Rhea is totally Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Andrew says, can we stop hating on Sean for muting Denise? After last week, we know the man is just trying to protect his eardrums from Denise's loudness. <laughs> I did see a lot of Cody muted Denise uh, yeah, tweets yeah, out there. That was yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Dexter Loomis defeated Baron Corbin. This match was, it existed. It happened. Bro, it, it was, was just, bad. It sucked. I, I just say it. I didn't think it, I didn't think it sucked. Like, oh, very I rare, thought it sucked. Very rarely do I see WWE matches and I go, that just sucked. This was short. <laughs> I don't. 
I don't. I <laughs> like it's. We're so they're, different. They're fundamentally sound. I didn't see any spots that blew up or anything like that. I okay. So, it. but let okay. me let me finish boring. my analysis. But when something's here. boring, does it not suck? I'm not talking about being fundamentally sound. Something could be, you know, whatever, but it could still be boring. A bad day of wrestling sucks. beats a good day of anything else for me. So. I, I mean, I'd I rather watch it up there with that, but okay, if that's what you think. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that arsed by it, but is it a match that I'm ever gonna watch again? No, absolutely not. Uh, but this was a means to serve for something else. Now, as of yesterday, they were gonna have like Dexter Loomis unveil some painting or something. Maybe I missed that, but I didn't see it. However, backstage Wait, the part with Candace LeRae, is that not the painting he was unveiling? Did, did I miss that? Yeah, he did a little okay. thing where he was backstage and he gave uh, Candace a drawing to like wish her good okay. luck. But in that drawing, Nikki, so Nikki was in the back watching this whole thing happen. And in the drawing, she was also drawn in the back oh, watching okay. on. Yeah. Yeah, I completely missed that. Somehow. It was supposed to be a good luck thing for Candace going into her match. Okay. Well, not really much to talk about during the match. Dexter Loomis won. Ain't a great match, but. JBL, Bro, you kicks- just said that it was fundamentally sound and entertaining. And ooh, ooh, ooh. I didn't say it was entertaining at all. Whatever, you pretty much implied that. No, I didn't. I didn't say and that. And now at you're all. like, oh, it was not that great. <laughs> Why are you pretending I said shit that I didn't say? I'm just saying, Sean, that you were giving I didn't this say that. way more credit than it deserved. I said it was fundamentally sound and not bad in the ring. And I didn't then you say just it. Said it. Okay, there you go. And then you said it's not. Why great. are you pretending that I said shit that I didn't say? I'm just saying. Look, whatever. You know what? I whatever. I'm not even. Gonna Vincent says this, this man is being gaslit. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. This you is the fun. You literally this said is it was the fun. definition. You said- Muted. I didn't say shit except for it was a decent, fundamentally sound match, and I said I would never watch it again and then you said this was not great it wasn't (laughs) what fundamentally sound does not equal great all right fine fine i'm just i just feel differently about what your comments we have dead air do you want to continue on with the show or what anyway Baron Corbin is back there and is like, hey, we ready to party? And JBL's like, no, we're not ready to party. I'm leaving. You suck. What do you think happens with this? Are we getting bum-ass Corbin? Is this a way to introduce a Cameron Grimes, perhaps? Like, what do you see happening here? Okay, first of all, I do want to shout out JBL because he had that really good line where he said that you can't polish turd. I tried. That was savage. That was a really good line. I really like that. Um, But in terms of man, what a waste of time with JBL and Baron Corbin. Uh, Besides one week where they did the whole um, what was, oh god, what was it? Was it Raw 30? When did they do the whole um, the money thing? The betting thing and the poker and all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what episode of Raw, Raw that 30. was on. Raw, was 30, Raw 30, thank you. Besides that, that was the only thing I enjoyed from this partnership. I didn't get anything out of this. So for me, I'm cool. Let's call it a day, ready to move on to something else. Yeah, I'm excited to at least see what the direction will be. Like, what are they doing with Corbin? Is he going back to bum-ass Corbin? Is he? That was when he I was mean, the most entertaining, for sure. 
it, it was. It's just like I very rarely does a retread or a second go like that work, but I guess we'll see. I mean, he looks sad. Maybe he's going to go back to being sad. Daniel asks if we're going to see Balor and Edge at Hell in a Cell at Mania. I think it's a, a very distinct possibility. Iclops, ooh, here's a good one. The only crossover he wants to see is Bianca versus Rapunzel. Oh, that is a good one. That's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> what is it going to be, hair versus hair? Listen, Bianca can also like do an attire like Rapunzel, too. That would be very, very yeah. cool. Oh, like, man, there's some good possibilities. Listen, imagine that if they're back in Hollywood and it's it's like Montez climbing up her hair to to get to her in the castle. Like like Rapunzel. Oh, my God. Uh, Sammy or Tamel says, now that Sammy's bloodline story is coming to a close, do you think there are any other superstars that would have worked in his place? Mm. Can you repeat the question? Sorry, I was still thinking do about we- Disney. Do we think that there's any other superstars that would have worked in Sammy's place? No, no. I don't think so either. I think he's the perfect one. Like he's, he had to be smaller than Roman Reigns. He had to have the character, the personality. He had to have all that. It's natural. You can't teach that. There are certain people that can be instantly likable like that and can do this type of character you could have, if you would have plugged in anybody else in this, it would have gotten annoying. It might have been okay, but would it would have been great? No. Sorry. I, I'm I'm looking up and down the roster at like guys that are smaller than Roman that could have kind of. But it's not even like, about that. There's more to it, the story, than just being. Smaller I know than that's, Roman. that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like AJ Styles is too much of like that pit bull to do that. Our truth is way past his prime. I think he could have got some sympathy for a week or two, but it isn't going to last that long. It had to be Sami Zayn. Yeah, maybe like maybe in a different world, a Xavier and Xavier Woods could have maybe done something a little bit different. But like, I, I don't think that anybody could have replicated exactly what Sami Zayn replicated. It was just, it was too perfect of a situation for that. Yeah, I'm look as I look up and down the roster, I don't see anybody else on the main roster that could have done that. Brock Lesnar comes out. He is speaking with an accent for some reason. Okay, uh, thank you. Dude, I was like, I don't remember Brock talking like this. I thought I was, I thought I had just forgotten Brock's voice out of nowhere. Well, you didn't. It was a completely what? manufactured accent. Why? And Do you think I, he was doing that on purpose or just by yeah, accident? Absolutely. Absolutely. He said the rumble sucked. Bobby Lashley eliminated him. He says you see a lot, which is a, a, a wrestling trope. That you, you never he- go up to somebody and have a conversation with them and they say, You see, Denise, it's very weird. But in wrestling, they do it all the time. All the time. Brock did it a you lot see, here. Sean. This, this <laughs> wasn't a great promo. Wasn't a I great liked promo. it. I don't care I what didn't. you said. I thought this was funny because I didn't think Brock was I didn't think Brock's was good or that Bobby's were good. I mean, I'm 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 liking I just the direction Brock they're going. Good. Because Brock goes out there, and, he, and it was kind of funny because he, he he hits his line and he goes, did y'all by any chance catch the Royal Rumble? I did too. 
I thought it sucked. And then there was this like cut a long enough pause before he continued on with that sentence. So if you just have that one sentence and that one little clip, it almost feels like something entirely different. So I thought that his delivery of that was pretty funny. And then when he said the whole thing about, oh, I think about Bobby Lashley with this. I think about Bobby Lashley with that. And then he goes, I crawl into bed at night with my wife. And then he pauses and he starts laughing and he goes, but four or five hours later, all I can think about is Bobby Lashley. I'm sorry, that, was, that, that killed good. me. That killed me. And it's only Brock that can go out there and do these kinds of really... If, if anybody else, if this was anybody else's promo, it probably would have been terrible. But because Brock is... I can't describe it when he's this when he's the comedy type when he's he comedy was, Brock. He cut it, the best promos in UFC of anybody that was there, and it's funny because he's not known as a great promo in wrestling. But when he's in that environment, the UFC environment, he was a way better promo than anybody else. Like he was phenomenal there. He talked about ripping a horseshoe out of somebody's ass and beating him over the head with it. Then he pointed over at Sable, and he's like, "I'm gonna go get on top of her after this." He's like, I'm going to drink Coors Light because Bud Light doesn't pay me anything. It was good shit. Do you get shit. awkward vibes from Brock sometimes? Because I got it from today. Like, he kind of comes across as a little bit awkward, but like in a fun, not, not in a bad way, like in a funny way. Sort of. I mean, like on the McAfee show, like, he knows he's every bit as bad as he is. Like, he knows he's a badass, and I'm sure he knows he's intimidating to people, too. So for him trying to relate to people, it's probably right. something like it's hard for people to do that. Like, yes, that's what, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it, that's the, that's the part that makes me really like when Brock does these kinds of promos because it's funny. I, I liked this. I don't care. I like. This. Well, Lashley comes out. They're doing a promo, uh, and yeah, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was great. Orion Benson. What Bobby Lashley said. Exactly. Orion Ben says, Brock thought he was Brian Kelly at LSU. I do understand that reference. But Daniel Smith says, do you think we can get Brock and Bobby in the fight pit? I would love Brock and Bobby in the goddamn fight pit. I would absolutely love that. I think that match needs to happen. Uh, but Brock ends up F5-ing Lashley a couple times. One extra time because the crowd wanted him to, Denise. I love that Brock is like, ah, to hell with it. I'm not here that much. Let's give them what they want. Yeah, that was good. The Line Drive says he wants Charlotte versus the Queen of Hearts. Patrick Reyes wants Braun Strowman versus Gaston. Let me look up who Gaston is. What is Gaston? Gaston in Disney. Oh, from Beauty and the Beast. Which one is it again? <laughs> Hold on. Let oh, me look. God. I remember. Uh, it's the, the big muscular guy from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. I barely remember him. Oh, uh, Cyclops says Sleeping Beauty versus Wendy Chu. That's See, there's a lot of good ones here. There's a lot of good ones. KE775 says, I'm thinking a stadium show could be at an MLS stadium would be cool for either AW or WWE. They have some great ones all over the US. Yeah, bring it to Cincinnati. Please, for the love of God. Please, I beg of you. Cody says, please accompany Hardy and All Ego on Dark sometime. I don't get the reference, but uh, I enjoy that angle. Our friend Brie Marie sends a very generous super chat and says, just wanted to show my appreciation for y'all. These always make me laugh even when I'm having a bad day. Thanks for all that y'all do for us. Well, thank you all for coming here and talking with us about wrestling because uh, 
like I said, a, a bad day of that beats a good day of anything else for me. So I appreciate you. Hope your day, if, if you're having a bad one, as you indicated, hope it gets better because uh, we, we love talking with you guys. Detrain says it could have been Sammy or the NXT version of Johnny Gargano. I love Johnny and I think he's great at what he does. And I think he's a good performer, but there's something about like, even how Sammy looks, how his hair is and how his beard is and like how he's built and all that stuff that, that lends itself to this. Well, uh, something very great happened. Uh, Mishen Mia Yim lost her elimination chamber qualifier. Carmella won. This is her first televised match, Denise under the triple H era. And, uh, it's so great to see her back. I thought that Piper Niven looked incredible. She did the black hole slam. Uh, Candice LeRae looked really, really great as well. I thought everybody looked good in this, especially Carmella coming back from that layoff that she had. And now we have a former women's champion that is in an elimination chamber. I don't think Carmella is going to win this elimination chamber match by, by any stretch. I think it's Oscars to lose. But uh, Carmella being back in the fold and more importantly, uh, Mia Yim losing. What do you think? Okay, so first of all, I hope Mia Yim kicks your ass pretty soon. And secondly, I do want to get, I felt a little bit, I agree with everything that you said about everyone looking good. I completely agree with that. I thought this was the best that Candice LeRae has looked. I thought they gave her a lot of really great moments. Um, I loved uh, the spot where Piper did that splash onto all the girls. I thought that was pretty cool. Piper doing the headbutt to Meechan. That was pretty good, too. Um, there was a lot of good moments in this match. With that being said, I would have liked to get more from this because I think we could have. And it kind of felt like the ending came a little bit too soon. I would, I think that they could have done a lot more, especially given that this was a qualifier. And the one thing is, though, that I didn't agree with the winner um, because you said it yourself. We're not expecting Carmella to win. And I don't like when we get when we get competitors like that, especially in a situation right now where this is to go to WrestleMania. So for me, I would have liked to see either Piper or Meechin get the win here um, and go. Like I, I just it would have been, it would have felt like they had a more of an opportunity to actually win the elimination chamber. So unfortunately, I I kind of felt like this was kind of a throwaway where it's like I wanted to see a competitor in there that I actually believed could win the elimination chamber. And I I love Carmelo, but I didn't see that happening here. Yeah, I think Carmella's always good with what they give her. And all BS aside, joking about Mia, I think that Piper would have been a good one because she's kind of got the buzz of getting her name back and the return and yes. her being back. She's not eating a bunch of L's on TV or anything like that. So I think that she would have been a very safe one. Also in that Elimination Chamber environment, I think she could have really impressed a lot of people and had a great performance that a lot of people looked at. Like I remember when Heavy Machinery had a really great performance in the chamber and people were talking about Tucker. After that, and nobody was talking about Tucker before that match. I think that could be the case with Piper Niven. She goes right. in there you could and make doesn't the win. Same argument for Candice and Meechan as well. You could make that exact yeah. same argument where you know Candice could go out there and do you know her her high flying spots that she can do. That would have been entertaining to see in an element with the uh, chamber involved. Uh, same thing for Meechan having her go out there and you know see. Uh, a little bit of what she can do in there too. I, I personally feel like maybe we would have gotten just a tad bit more out of some of the other options. Omar says team Denise and Mia versus Sean and his friend, Karen Chelsea. We'll talk about her in a moment. 
Vincent says, who's ready for the six-woman tag main event next week with the Elimination Chamber participants? Um, I mean, I think, I don't know if you're sarcastically saying that, but it is happening. It's absolutely happening. They announced it tonight. So the six participants will be squaring off against each other in a tag team match. And I think it'll be good. Yeah, Mel, it'll be good. Tamel says, since we got the Princess of Staten Island, Mella, what are the chances of us getting Big Cass and Ellsworth? I mean, Cass is signed as Big Bill in AEW, and Ellsworth is never coming back. That guy ain't ever coming back. He ain't going to be an Impact. He ain't going to be an AEW. He ain't going to be a WWE. He ain't going to be an ROH, New Japan, nowhere. Jared says, Raw women's mid-card looking good. Which free agents would you add to the roster? Oh, my God. I mean, there's... Taya. I don't Taya, know how many company has, has grabbed her yet. But, like, if, if I'm Besides, talking like, about just... just uh, just random women to sign. There's Mariah May. There's Maddie Rinkowski. High end. There's Trisha Sandra Dora. Moon. Yeah, Ashley uh, D'Ambois, Vert Vixen, the Renegade Twins, Tootie Lynn, Kylie Ray, Jody Threat, Lady Frost, uh, Kayla Sparks. Sparks. There's yeah, Kayla Sparks. Uh, Kylan King would be a good one. Kylan, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that Shaza could do a good comedy gimmick in WWE as well. Like, I think that would be something up her alley. Um, there's a lot of options, honestly. Yeah. They're out there. There's a lot. I mean, I would, if I were them, I would sign Jess McKay and have her do like backstage interviewing, like have her as Kathy Kelly's intern. That would be, be freaking hilarious. Yeah, that'd be, hilarious. Yeah, that'd be that'd really be good. But also, um, uh, gosh, I think I mentioned Trisha Dora as well. Like, there's just so many, and I, and I hate saying any of them because here's what happens. I did a thread where I mentioned like four people and people said, oh, you forgot. You forgot. No, there's character limits, assholes. I can't say everybody's name in the world, but there's like right now, there are like 20 to 30 women that I think probably could, should be signed somewhere. But it's like there's there's not enough spots right now. Sean Garner says Liv Morgan has been in the most chamber matches. She's done a little bit of everything. K775 says, enjoyed the women's four-way. Now they need to get Candice, Mia, and Piper some wins on, on the Raw women's division. Has a ton of potential. It does. And I'm interested in what was going on with this Piper thing backstage because she, she threw Candice. Yeah, she was mad. She threw Candice up against the thing. Uh, she didn't uh, serve me the, the good fortune of doing that to Mia Yim, but Mia Yim kind of ran her off. Don't know why she's scared of Mia. That's a big plot hole right there, but I'm interested to see where this goes. I, I I like watching all three involved there. So hopefully this this uh, leads somewhere. The line drive says I've wanted Taya versus Rhea since she was first with WWE. Me too. For all for Me reals, too. yes, I agree. Well, backstage, what we got was uh, Chelsea Green complaining <laughs> to the manager again. It wasn't Swiss chocolate that she got. It was Belgian chocolate, and now she's mad. She's mad because she wasn't put in the Elimination Chamber match. And Adam Pierce is like, those were the final four. You didn't last five seconds. So she was mad, and she wanted an opportunity, and she wanted it in front of her family and her in her new hometown of Orlando. And she gets it. It's Asuka. This match really highlighted... I think for a lot of people that had been Chelsea Green doubters before that she is a phenomenal television performer and a good television wrestler on top of that. Like you're not going to see her do a lot of the flashier stuff, but she's going to have very entertaining facial expressions and sells 
Her offense is going to look convincing. When she sells, it's going to look convincing. Chelsea Green has always been the kind of performer that worries about making the other person in the ring look better first, and that will carry you a long way. And then when, like, I was shocked she got offense in this match. Yeah. And she got quite a bit of it, Denise. What did you think of Chelsea Green? This is this is really her first true WWE main roster exposure. She had the match she got hurt in, and then she had a match a year before that with Charlotte that went a few minutes. So here's some quick thoughts, some numerous thoughts, actually. Already, with what we've seen from Chelsea in these last, what, two, three weeks now that we've seen her since the Rumble, Rumble, and then the two weeks after, her character and story and just what we've gotten so far has already surpassed a lot of the other female characters that we're seeing. There's been a lot of characters that they have tested, failed, tested, failed. There's other ones where, yeah, they're there, but maybe the characters aren't as interesting. And already Chelsea with this particular character and what she's doing, instant, instant, um, just instant interest, period. And the other thing that I want to point out, because this is very important, because we're always talking about, you know, what makes a person a star, what makes blah, 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 right? One of those things is how you present yourself. How you present yourself includes what you look like in terms of the gear that you're wearing and the gear that she has with the with the hat and the skirt and everything, you know, we've seen her wear in the past already before. But the complete set of Chelsea Green is there. I don't know how to explain it. Like looks wise in terms of the gear and all of that, it's there already. And there's, it's very easy to me. Like I'm just, I'm trying to get in the head of somebody. Let's just say you've never seen Chelsea Green before. And you're, especially I'm coming from a female perspective here too. Um, If you are a female fan watching WWE and maybe you don't know Chelsea Green, maybe you haven't seen Chelsea Green, I can tell you just based off of her presentation alone and the fact that they actually given her something with this character, instant interest in somebody like that. And uh, I mean, I I mentioned that she is a fantastic television performer. Well, I mean, she's worked literally a reality series. She was on Lucha Underground. She was been on, she's worked NWA TV, ROH TV, impact slash tna both versions of it as well uh i mean she's worked a lot of wwe stuff from nxt main event raw smackdown she's got experience on like all of those so she's worked over and she even worked in japan as well like she's got a unique variety of experiences that uh, maybe a lot of people don't realize and again i think it really displayed when she did the hot mess character like what she could do Working with the crowd, playing off of the crowd. It's a bunch of little things that you're already seeing that is just different. And somebody said, well, the live crowd ain't reacting. She's been around for nine days. Like, you got to develop the character. Uh, I was going to say, we've seen her like three times so far. Yeah. Yeah. What's the percentage? Wood says, we've seen some of the women that returned recently to no reaction. Chelsea got a good amount of heat. It says a lot about her as a worker and the character she's playing. Well, what's the percentage? Wood uh, heard something that apparently Leo didn't. But 
Also, I do want to say one thing, though. It's just not the women that are coming back and not getting any reactions. There's a bunch of guys that have come back that aren't getting reactions either. Yeah. Okay, this isn't just like a woman's thing, you know? And that's okay. You can't, you're not going to have 30 main eventers. You're going to have some right. underneath people. You're get, you've are you got to fill out the, sh the show. Mr. Perfect was never a world champion in WWE. Rick Rude was never a world champion in WWE. But, I mean, like, they, they were... They, they got heat and eventually because of their good booking, they ended up getting those reactions and becoming invaluable characters. And just because somebody isn't going to become world champion doesn't mean that they're a throwaway. And I do think that if you, there's a bunch of names here, but there's, I do think if you were to give a lot of these women, you know, more time and more opportunities to really get to show what they can do. Oh, you bet your ass are going to be getting better reactions. Sure. Like there's a reason, like, you know, we talked a lot about this with Candice LeRae because they haven't really done much with her, but if they were to really show a little bit more of what she can do, she's just one example. Um, it, I do think I, she would get better reactions, period. Three women's matches tonight too. That's that's great. I love that. That should happen more. Uh, we've got uh, Jonathan Corona saying, Sean, you know how Chelsea's character is Karen. It'd be funny if Mike Rome during her entrance said like accidentally said Karen, they would pop or they will. They, they would just laugh. I think that Chelsea would probably flip out, too. I mean, that's that's her thing. K775 says, wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea's mixing it up with the likes of Becky, Charlotte, Bianca, Liv by the end of the summer. She's yeah. doing a great job. Well, right now, she's got a character that perpetually needs something to complain about. Like, that's that's the thing. So she's got a character that advances by her losing to other people. Right. And I think that's a benefit. If you can get a character like that, it works pretty well. Because even in this match with Asuka, what really costed her this match was that she got distracted by all the other women and she stopped paying attention to Asuka, which allowed Asuka time to recover and essentially get the win on her. So then, you know, next week she's going to come in and be like, oh, well, I was screwed, this and this and that, right? So it feeds mm -hmm. off of that. Cody asked favorite moments from the empty PC era in WWE in 2020. I'll just throw out one. Uh, Apollo Crews and Aleister Black was a phenomenal match. Like, I really, really loved that. It's all a blur to me right now. All a blur. I try to forget it. I really do. Jeffrey Schofield says Tony Stark versus Seth Rollins. That would be great. Jonathan Corona, Darth Vader versus Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. What's the percentage? Wood says Captain America versus Cody Rhodes for the right to be America's hero. <laughs> listen it's so funny because we used to say he was homelander but i think he gets cheered over captain america at this point why does. do people not like captain america ah you never know ms gets uh interrupted by rick boogs they got a match next week i got no interest in this at all not a bit rick not boogs a single looks bit great. he, he looks does great, he looks man. awesome he looks anything good. else his mustache. I don't really like people with mustaches, but his is pretty good. I like him and his mustache. That's my great analysis. SAS says, correct me if I'm wrong, but has Solo been the only NXT call-up since the Triple H takeover? Do you expect more after Mania? There's Giovanni Vinci, too. Um, but That yeah, was more expect... so of like a righting a wrong, I feel. Where it's sure, like but I mean, it... up with them, and period. It was still a call up. Though. Yeah, yeah, you're. It, of course, it was. But that if that one hit a little it, bit different, though. EO Sky was a call up too. Oh, so yeah. I mean, that's that's that. a very very good one. You can say that Dakota Kai was a call up because she was never on the main roster um, before she got rehired. So I guess you could kind of say that Scarlet kind of was. Although you know, a lot of these people were signed and then just brought directly back, but. There's there, yeah, there's well, been then a in that few. case, you also have to include Bronson. 
Yeah, you can Dexter absolutely Loomis. if you Dexter Loomis is, is one as well. So a lot of them have been ones that were signed and brought back in in that sense. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to see more. Uh, and the Garganos. Justin, yeah, I was going to say Candace. You got to include them too. Then yeah, that so case. you've got you've got those a little more unconventional. Cedric and Shelton are back together. Denise, I know you have just been aching for a Hurt Business reunion. You know what? Uh, I got to tell you, I'm turning. I'm turning here. I loved this match, man. Are you kidding me? It humped, didn't it? It humped. It was one of the best five-minute tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. I thought that everybody did something that looked incredible there. Otis came in and hit his big slam and just looked great. And I think... I don't know if you've interviewed him before last week, Denise. No, but that was my first Otis interview. No, I don't know, actually. You see, like, he carries a special kind of charisma in person. Like, I cannot convey He's so it. fun. He's got a special charisma in person. Chad Gable is, it's like they're almost inverted because Chad Gable is more reserved in person. But on the screen, he's out there like that. He looked great with his German suplex. Shelton looked great. And then what I love, hardly anybody here has seen Cedric Alexander do his finish. Almost nobody has seen him do the lumbar check in years. And he did it, and the whole front two rows are like, oh, shit, look at that. So him doing that was a great way to highlight, here they are. And MVP came out there with them. We saw them talking backstage. This was phenomenal. I would love to see them get more time and some stakes with this. So, okay, I, there was a couple of things that I loved from this. And one of them was when uh, Cedric did that did that dive, but he was caught by Gable and Gable did the exploder on him. I, I really liked that little moment. Shel, uh, Shelton Benjamin's two knees, two, two running knees to Otis. I thought that was pretty good too. Uh, and then obviously the Samoan drop, that was pretty fun as well. Um, this was short but sweet. I don't know how else to say it. I want to see them run this one back, honestly. And I do have a funny story because I've been wanting to share this one because every time I think about it, I just start laughing. So you mentioned the Otis interview and I told you this, but off air. So I was self-shooting and whenever I self-shoot I turn the camera so that I can see when I'm doing the interview sure. you know that the person isn't head their head isn't chopped off or something right so when I flip the screen Otis looks at the camera and he goes oh man he's all I look really big on your camera <laughs> he was and great I, was like, I thought he was wonderful yeah it was so funny though and uh but but yeah this was a fun match they need to run it back for sure i love this people are saying you missed the bianca promo no we didn't we'll get there there's a bianca promo yelling at the people there's a bianca promo we also had uh all the women from the match that surrounded and why am uh, i blinking on the bianca promo well it Hold on. They surrounded the ring and Bianca came out and addressed them all after the Chelsea and Oscar match. Wasn't a lot to really cover here, but she's saying basically like you guys can get through this, but you got to get through me at WrestleMania. I didn't even remember Simple. this. Simple. Yeah, I kind of remember Effective. it now. It's coming back to me, but I didn't really remember it to be honest. <laughs> Tom Brady says, what does Brock do at Mania if Lashley third match is happening at Elimination Chamber? Uh, he's going to face Gunther. That's what he's going to do. He's going to face Gunther. And let me tell you, Denise, you want to make sure that if you're involved in that match, 
your nutrition is on point heading into it. And athleticgreens.com slash Fightful is going to do that for you. One-year supply of vitamin D plus five free travel packs. You want to be drinking your multivitamin. You don't want to eat a tablet that passes right through you. Ugh. You need to fill your nutrition, new nutrient, nutritionant, nutrient gaps. Promote good gut health. Support whole body vitality with AG1. One daily serving delivers a comprehensive blend of nine products. A multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more. Working together to deliver your strongest foundation for better health. And like I said, a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs when you get athleticgreens.com slash Fightful's AG1. And they've got a 90-day money-back guarantee. If for some reason you don't like it, you get your money back. This helps with recovery because it's packed with superfoods, adaptogens, and antioxidants. It's trusted by the world's best endurance athletes. It boosts your energy. It's got that magnesium, B vitamins, to support that sustained energy throughout the day. It supports immunity with your daily dose of vitamin C, zinc, functional mushrooms, and more. And it promotes gut health with those prebiotics and probiotics, plus those plant-based enzymes, athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That was a Denise. long pause. <laughs> yeah, I had to find the frame. Yeah, I was like, uh, what holy, now? Holy crap. What? Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. So Paul Heyman summons, is summoned rather by Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes, I thought, did good. He's like, you know what? Last week I came out here and talked about facing Roman Reigns. Now it's not a sure thing. Sami Zayn's here, and I would love to face Sami Zayn. May the best man win. But Paul Heyman wasn't hearing that shit. Paul Heyman came out, and um, he was given a history lesson by, by Cody Rhodes. And about how when Dusty Rhodes had no money in his bank account, Paul Heyman paid Dusty Rhodes just to be in a ring with Steve Carino, who is now uh, instrumental in WWE, by the way. And he said that he has always looked fondly at Paul Heyman as a result of that. And Paul Heyman shared a history lesson of his own. And he said, you know who was, was built and molded by Dusty Rhodes? Bailey was. Becky Lynch was. Even, even Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens were. Roman Reigns was. But you know who wasn't? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wasn't built, trained, and molded by Dusty Rhodes. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then Paul Heyman said, you know what your dad told me in the last conversation we ever had? You were his favorite son. But Roman Reigns was the son he wished he had. <sighs> Meanwhile, Dustin Rhodes is somewhere livid. Dustin Rhodes is just sitting there looking at his television screen, Denise. And he's saying, I'm like, what do you say fuck me for? <laughs> That's all he can say. That's all he can think. <laughs> play it again. Play it again. I'm like, what do you say fuck me for? 
poor Dustin. <laughs> Dustin just catching strays, man. Oh man. Uh, man, I did. Paul Heyman opened up the street sweeper and was just firing up and down, up and down the road. Didn't care who, didn't care who got hit. Dustin got hit. Uh, Cody said they made this personal. This added an awful lot to it. Oh, this yeah, added an awful lot to it. This was this was classic. This was phenomenal. A lot of people were like, "Oh, well, Cody and Roman's going to be forced." It ain't forced. I want to see this match. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm like, what do you say? Fuck me. For? Oh man, poor Dusty. <laughs> okay, so, um, look. During this, I first off want to say that. The storytelling from both Cody and Paul Heyman was extraordinary in all of this. And you knew because when Paul Heyman, okay, so when Cody planted this whole story about, you know, him giving them, you know, their family being broke and then, you know, him getting this opportunity and getting some money and him being thankful to Paul Heyman and this and that, right? And Paul Heyman, you knew the second when he said like, oh man, like he started acting like, like Cody got him, right? Like Cody kind of bested him. Like like if Cody it took him off guard, right? That was the whole thing. You knew the second he started with this promo that he was going to come out there with a dagger. That he wasn't going to let, you know, be, he, he was going to hit Cody Rhodes with something hard. The entire time that he was making his way through this, I was thinking it's coming. I don't know when, but there's he's going to drop a bomb on Cody right now. And it built and it built and it built till it finally got to that moment where he said that Roman, because when he said that Cody was his, Here it is. This is where it's going to be. But then when he said, oh, Cody's your favorite son, I'm like, there's no way he's ending it there. Where is he going with this? <laughs> when he hit that Roman Reigns is the, um, the son that he wished that he had. Oh, man, I'm sorry. But that completely one line, one line elevated this so much it instantly became personal and even just the way that Cody reacted to Paul Heyman during all of this and they had that close-up where he was I don't even remember what he said to him uh, right in his ear or whatever um but that to me was really fucking good like that one moment where Paul Heyman basically just hit him with that line that was a cherry on top it made for what I thought was a really good uh storytelling promo to something that ended up being just really elevated the story, man. It became really personal after this. I loved it. What can I say? This was so phenomenal. It was so good. It was a great way to make it personal immediately. Like they they added what they needed to add to it. It became more than Cody Rhodes winning this title. They needed this. They really the, needed this. The specific reason Cody has long said that he wanted to win this championship, specifically the WWE championship was because his father had it taken from him. His father won it and they took it and they struck it from the record and it didn't matter. And he wanted to, to bring that to his family and God damn, this was just amazing. This was just, it's what you want out of a pro wrestling segment. You want a reason to care. You want a reason to cheer for one or the other. And uh, that's what this was. And it was I don't blooded. think it, it could have perfect. I don't think it could have been uh, much better. And I can't wait to see where, where it goes after this because go ahead. I want Roman Reigns to just like keep on, you know, to yeah. throw out some personal stories, moments that he shared with Dusty that, you know, 
just to every make Cody week. jealous, right? Or every try week. to make him I, jealous. I remember back in promo class, and I remember when Dusty taught me this. Like, yes. Chrissy says, Cody was the right call. It's hard for me to disagree with that. Like, listen, I love Sami Zayn. The thing is, Denise, I'm very excited just to see where all this goes. I'm very excited to You're see. You're like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to be here right now. I'm pumped for Elimination Chamber. <laughs> me too. I feel like this is one of the, honestly, I feel more pumped right now for the Elimination Chamber than I kind of did going into Royal Rumble. Not going to lie. And Mel, Melagrito brings up a good point. It's going to be an awful Swerve Strickland promo on Dustin this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Swerve Strickland is going to use this and eat him alive. He's got to, though. Oh He's got to, for He's sure. Be like the bronze metal son, Dustin Rhodes. Oh, no. That's so sad. That's so oh. sad. Said says, Cody was always the guy to beat Roman. He's the last of us. Instead of trying to turn on him, let's embrace him. We have two of the hottest baby faces in wrestling. Yes, this is a far cry, Denise. To having two baby faces that were like, which one should it be? As opposed to who the hell could it be? In the Vince McMahon era, Denise, the answer to who beats Roman Reigns was, uh beats me. The Rock, maybe? Man, we got asked that question every week. Every and, week. And the best answer was the biggest, the biggest star of 20-something years ago. Now it's two stars today. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad because I didn't know. I didn't be it. back then. I don't think I would have guessed any of this to happen. Yeah, Broadway Joe says Cody and Roman promos are going to be out of this world. Given how Roman has said how important Dusty was to his development, Dusty Rhodes' greatest creation versus his son. Ooh, I got chills reading that. That's that's, that's how Paul Heyman needs to bill it. It needs yes. to be that. It needs he needs to say that that this is Dusty Rhodes' greatest creation versus his son. That's that's good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Put that, put that on a poster. Uh, Broadway Joe, that was a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal good. assessment. Taylor Cannon says- How are you? Put that out there. Taylor Cannon says, Sean and Denise, hope you are both well. Uh, I just wanted to say that the segment with Heyman and Cody was gold. It was gold. It was special. I loved it. I loved how everybody was- Everybody recognized it immediately. They're like, oh, okay. Cody's been thinking about this for a while. Paul's been thinking about this for a while. And I had a feeling too because – who was it? I think it was Cody. Cody recently did an interview with – I forgot who, and he spoke about this. He spoke about, uh, you know, his dad not having, you know, not having, you know, trained up or done things with him like he did with other people. And – Literally, I was just reading the quotes from this interview like a couple of days ago. I'm I'm just I'm just so goddamn pumped for this. I can't wait. Uh, Jonathan Cronus says, Heyman crying. You don't see that happen a lot. Cody broke him. That was good too, because I thought I for a second was fooled. For a split yeah. second, I was fooled that Paul Heyman might not have a comeback. But I mean, obviously he was. We knew yeah, of it. course. We knew it. But still, for a split second, I was like, oh, what's going on here? How are we going to get back to this? Because you know Paul Heyman has to have the last word. But how? And as it turns out, Cody can talk his ass off too. Becky does an interview uh, ahead of this match. And she's like, I still got something up my sleeve. We found out what was up her sleeve. It was Lita. Lita. Oh. 
uh, popped up on WWE Raw at the end of this cage match, which, like I said, Denise, I wasn't happy with them having to cancel the Raw 30 match. But I said, well, it's very clear what's going to happen. The angle's going to happen. It's going to be a main event on Raw. It was. It was a main event on Raw. Lita returned. We got the Raw 30 segment, the Royal Rumble segment, and last week's segment, plus this. That was a blessing in disguise, that match getting delayed. because Yeah, I said that. Remember I said yeah. that? I said sure, that. Sure, sure. Of course you did. Uh, so what, this is what I mean. I get no credit. What, you're Give so me a loud. Credit. I can you're take what- so loud. Muted. Anyway, it was a blessing in disguise that this happened. Can't believe you're stealing the words out of my and mouth and then muting me. Somebody mentions, wasn't Lita advertised for Raw 30? Was she? I don't remember that. I, I don't she? remember it, but. Or is uh, this, this a match, joke because of the. I don't know. But oh. we're talking Bailey to belly off the ropes. We're talking like some, some great spots here. I thought that Becky Lynch and Bailey absolutely delivered. This felt like a big match. They have not been in the ring with each other like nearly as much as the other horsewomen combinations. So to see them in there feels pretty cool. And listen, the word out there is that somebody else is going be popping oh up. Oh my God, is it Trish Stratus? What am I yeah, missing? It's, it's Trish Stratus. Good God. I try okay, not to spoil things. Sure. I don't know. I'm just guessing. That feels like a safe guess. Our friend Chrissy Roman says, shout out to Fightful and Denise for their amazing hard work. Thank you so much. It says, Lita, Becky, Bailey, my heart is happy. Team Bestie versus Becky, or Team Bestie and Becky versus Damage Control at Mania. Maybe at Elimination Chamber. Maybe that. But I wouldn't mind it at Mania as well. But I think that they're probably going to go Shayna and Ronda against Damage Control at Mania. And I think that's probably a good idea. If you can get Ronda Rousey in a tag title match at Mania, that'd be cool. But I also wouldn't mind if it was Damage Control, Rousey and Shayna, Lita and Trish, and then Divas of Doom up there too. Like, that's what I want. I would love that. You can throw the Bellas in there if, if uh, in place of one of those teams if you want. But I would love that like future meets past thing. And listen, if one of the legendary teams wins it and doesn't want to hang on to the titles, they can drop it on Raw after Mania. No big deal. But I think you can create a good moment there. But I thought that Becky and Bailey did, had a phenomenal match, as they were going to do. Becky has done the best work of her career since she came back from having a child. She is in incredible condition. Like She doesn't look tired ever. I don't know how ever. she does it. I don't know. How, she's probably not sleeping full nights. She's got a child and she like, like she does a 15 minute cage match and she's barely breathing. Like she's barely breathing heavy. She's just like conditioned incredibly. She's killing it in the ring. Not to mention, remember that one day when we did, what was it? WrestleMania, WrestleMania 38 interviews. And she did like a hundred interviews and all the interviews that she did. It was like the first one that she did. She gave that same energy for each and every single one of them. She Anyways, threw my microphone. Did she? Yeah, I asked her what would happen when Marco Stunt beats up her husband, Seth Rollins. Oh, she God. grabbed my microphone and threw it across the room. I never know what's going on with your interviews. There's always something going on over there. Was there was a fight that almost broke out during one of mine the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Austin Theory just started to book matches on the fly, and it happened. Damn. Um, But this was great. I completely 
fangirled my mind out when Lita came out. And I don't want us to forget the incredible work that Lita and Becky did together uh, heading into the, was it Crown Jewel or something? The yeah, Saudi Arabia the, show. the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did great. I mean, when, when Becky and Lita had that match, I was like, based on what I saw at the Rumble from Lita, I was like, God, they're going to have to protect this big time they went and they had a fun match I thought. but even the character work where at that point we had becky was basically falling apart she was going psycho crazy and we were seeing her pull out this like very crazy mad woman-esque vibe oh i loved that i remember being a big fan of that during when it was happening and so uh you know now we're gonna get a different element between uh becky and lita I should have specified this for some younger fans they asked who are the divas of doom that was beth phoenix and natalia one of the first uh, prominent tag teams that WWE had women do, like when Lay Cool was around, which I, I would love Lay Cool to kind of get. You their, should explain their... Lay Cool too. No. Yeah, <laughs> Just Michelle McCool it. and Layla L, but Layla doesn't wrestle anymore. Yeah, uh, what is she doing Michelle, now? I'm not sure. I mean, we know I Michelle would wrestle from her. Anytime they call Michelle, she, she wrestles. She looks great at the Rumble. She, she looks look great. great. She always does. K775 says, do you think that Becky versus Damage Control ends in Elimination Chamber? If so, do you think Becky and Bailey, what do you think they'll be doing at Mania? Well, sorry, I, I can't answer no this. Idea. I'm going to cut off the stream before Denise gets her bonus. Oh, is it time? Oh, I got my bonus. What do you think that Becky and Bailey are doing at Mania? Do you think they have a one-on-one? -on -one? Do you think they have a little something else? I feel like because I have, look, I'm 50-50. I do think we're going to get them together at Mania. Um, obviously I do think they need to add some sort of stipulation just to spice it up a little bit, but cause other than that, I don't know. I don't really know what's in the cards for them. They're there to me. They're the big question mark in terms of um, if they don't go up against each other, I don't know who they're going to go up against. Ah, oh, man, that's a tough I was one. completely off on this one. I thought we were going to get Bianca. I mean, sorry. I thought we were going to get, um, freaking, uh, Rhea and Becky. Like that was my original opinion like a couple months ago in terms of what we were going to get for WrestleMania. So they completely threw me for a loop. Man, because uh, I don't know if you can go. Uh, people are saying Ronda. I really think it's going to be Ronda and Shayna against Damage Control. I really I don't want to see. Wait, Ronda against who? Uh, Becky? Ronda and, Sh yeah, I don't want to see oh, Ronda, Ronda against. Okay. I, think, I think the the intrigue for that has long passed. I like seeing Becky in singles actions for especially on a card like this. But I, I want to give this person an answer. I mean, might be Bailey. I'm sure they could have a great match. It's just I want to see Becky do something she can sink her teeth into because she is such a good performer. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, Becky wanted to give her that that mania match at one point when she was doing ding dong. Hello on or hosting mania or whatever it was. Yeah. SAS says, I know it's a long shot, but Becky and Bailey versus Naomi and Sasha at Mania, that would legitimately be amazing. If they that could way. somehow pull that off, that would be a big, big match. That would don't, be very the good. The chances feel kind of slim, don't they? Very slim. How slim I'm are we I'm just talking? saying this. Fightful broke news tonight that Sasha Banks would be doing a Comic-Con in Kansas City the same day that SmackDown will be in Kansas City. Oh... What are the chances? Mm. The line drive says, not sure what's more shocking, Lita's appearance or the fact that Heyman paid someone for a cameo during late stage ACW. Side note, 
I need Shotzi and Lita tag team at some point. Listen, I the, the era of ECW that I grew up on was the ECW on TNN era. And at that point, you would see all kinds of people pop in there. You'd see Scott Hall pop up there, Sid Vicious. Uh, you would see uh, Dusty Rhodes. You would see all kinds of people pop up there. Like they were, they were having some really fun stuff there. But guys, thank you all so much. We got a lot of content coming your way. FightfulSelect.com is going to have so much good stuff this week. A lot of early access to interviews this week as well over the next couple of weeks because Jeremy Lambert's doing a bunch as well. Uh, we're rolling out all kinds of stuff. But exclusive news every day, over 30 podcasts a month on FightfulSelect.com. Denise, what do you got going on? All right. So, God. All right. Uh, there's tons of content up on my YouTube channel. Royal Rumble vlog, Royal Rumble content. There's like over 20 videos that I posted. Uh, there's just a lot to take out there. I'm dropping an interview tomorrow that will go up pretty soon. I did a recent interview with PCO that's up there too. Um, and I'm almost at 90K on YouTube. So if you guys want to go check out that channel, please go check that out. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Guys, thank you all so much. I appreciate you all a ton. Until next time, we're out. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from T-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code staple two zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.